Buenos dias from Diamond Springs. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from Thursday, 2nd of December 2021. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. The regional elections in Venezuela still lack definitive results and present irregularities. During the past week, Omar Fernandez, mayor elected by opposition party in Merida state, was detained for hours and released due to pressure from citizens. In Apure state, according to the National Electoral Council, the winner of the elections was Herman Peñate. However, citizens held demonstrations demanding that Luis Lipa, the opposition candidate, be declared the winner. The National Guard dispersed demonstrations with tear gas. In the state of Barinas, where Chavez was born, until recently, radically pro-Chavez, the electoral ballots do not show definitive results. The Supreme Court of Justice ordered to stop the vote counting because of the request of politician Adolfo Ramon Superlano for the alleged violation of the constitutional rights of participation and suffrage. On Tuesday the 30th, Argenis Chavez, brother of the late Hugo Chavez, resigned as governor of the state of Barinas, and it is unknown if he will run for the new electoral process summoned by the Supreme Court of Justice in January 2022. In the midst of this climate, Nicolas Maduro labeled the observers of the European mission as spies coming to sabotage the Venezuelan electoral process. Now, Let's talk a little bit about what's going on with Hugo El Pollo Carvajal. As you might remember, he is in Spain. He is collaborating with the Spanish legal system as a witness in some cases that are investigated in this part of Europe. However, the U.S. wants to extradite Carvajal because he's being prosecuted. Since the Spanish justice system wants Carvajal to keep cooperating, it has made a few requirements for the extradition process to take place. They have asked that the sentence can be appealed and that Carvajal will not receive humiliating or degrading treatment during his sentence. Nonetheless, neither El Pollo nor the Spanish legal system have received any guarantees that these requirements are going to be met. Until these requirements are fulfilled, the extradition will not take place. However, Claudia Patricia Diaz Guijen was not so lucky. The Spanish National Court authorized the extradition of the former head of the Venezuelan Treasury to the United States, where she's being investigated for money laundering and criminal organization. Diaz Guijan is known as Hugo Chavez's nurse, since under that position she managed to amass large amounts of money that allowed her to settle in Spain with her husband. U.S. investigations point to Claudia Patricia as one of the main parties involved in criminal business with Raul Gorin, who is presumed to have granted numerous bribes to illegally benefit from government of Hugo Chavez. Meanwhile, in the United States, the case of Alex Saab, Maduro's alleged frontman, is quietly moving forward. A justice of the Miami court has agreed on Monday, the 29th of November, to the request of Saab's lawyers to call for denying public access to court records. In the United States, in most cases, people have access to court records and trials unless a judge orders otherwise. Moving on, let's discuss the latest news regarding the economy. The United States renewed, for the eighth time, the concession to Chevron Oil Company to continue operating in Venezuela. 
Although oil production in the country is deficient, both Chevron and Halliburton, whose concession was also renewed, believe that in the coming months oil production will increase. As the crisis worsens, the economic gap widens. Recently, donkeys have appeared in some cities as a means of transportation to alleviate gasoline shortages and cover people's mobility needs. In Maracaibo, this type of transportation is becoming more and more common. Since the cost of a donkey is around two hundred dollars, while a vehicle such as a motorcycle can cost up to five hundred U.S. dollars. At the other end of the spectrum, there is a growing elite that lives in overflowing luxuries and that has been gathering at the Humboldt Hotel. This iconic building was built during the dictatorship of Marcos Perez Jimenez and was renovated by the Maduro government. Currently, the only ones who can afford to stay in the hotel and to eat at its restaurants are the members of the elite that benefit directly from contracts with the state. Since they are afraid of ending up like Alex Saab, they prefer to enjoy the life of luxury and excess within the country. Speaking of luxuries, this is something you won't find in the health sector. On Tuesday, the thirtieth, the doctors of the Perez Carreño Hospital. One of the most important public hospitals in Caracas presented a massive resignation of the intensive care physicians. They resigned due to the precarious working conditions that are not only related to the scarcity of resources in the hospital but also to the terrible pay. Moving on, let's discuss the latest news regarding the COVID pandemic. With the announcement of the new Omicron variant of COVID nineteen. The alert has been raised again in several countries. However, Delcy Rodriguez, vice president of Venezuela, assured on Sunday, the twenty-eighth, that so far no such variant has been detected in the country. However, it's still better to be safe than sorry. Thus, Venezuela will use Abdala, the vaccine developed in Cuba, even though it has not been approved by the World Health Organization as a booster shot. On the same day, it was also announced by Nicolas Maduro that the drug Molnupiravir had arrived in Venezuela. This drug reduces the probability of hospitalization and death of people infected with COVID-19. In international news, after months of restrictions, the airline Conviasa announced that from December seventh, it will expand its flight offer to Chile, Peru, and Ecuador. The tickets will cost between seven hundred and two thousand U.S. dollars. After obtaining the Guinness World Record for the world's largest orchestra, Venezuela converted the certificate into a non-fungible token or NFT. This announcement was made by Jose Luis Ramirez, national superintendent of crypto assets, through his Twitter account, where he also left a link for those who wish. To participate in the auction of such token, however, it was not clear to whom the money obtained from this auction would go to. Due to the deficient internet connectivity and the current needs for school development, the public telecommunications company Can TV and the private telecommunications company Movistar signed a contract through which they will create an alliance to bring internet to more than six thousand schools in the country. In this way, they will ensure the connection between children and the teachers in each school, so that they can communicate and access the relevant information for their educational development. And to close this edition, we have sports news. On Tuesday, the thirtieth of November, 
Jose Peseiro, former coach of the Venezuelan soccer team, La Vinotinto, informed through his Twitter account that the Venezuelan Soccer Federation finally paid him the professional fees that they owed him. The payment had a one-year delay. The lack of payment would be the reason why Peseiro resigned in August of this year. The same day, it was announced that the new technical director of La Vinotinto will be Jose Nestor Pequerman, who will have the challenge of qualifying the Venezuelan national team for the Copa America 2024, since it was not possible to qualify for the Qatar 2022 World Cup. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast listening app to be updated weekly about the big stuff going down in Venezuela. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at venezuela at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela and Twitter at Rorschach V. Hasta la próxima! Thank you.